I've been steered away from the tabernacle, um, but that's okay. The Proverbs, one of, it just kind of answers some of the things that I had. Like I've testified before, the church I grew up in preached her hell, heaven sweet and hell hot. And that's about all the preaching I got. I'm glad that I got that preaching because I heard the gospel message. But, you know, living the book Monday through, well, seven days a week was not preached. At least not I can remember. You know, it was, seemed like evangelism. It was in, grew up in the 70s there at Meadowbrook. And, and uh, you know, some of those uh, hacking preachers, I mean, that's, that's the kind of, I mean, you know, if you didn't get into their rhythm listening, you wasn't going to pick up what they were saying because, I mean, they was just uh, one of those that uh, would get, you know, that white foamy stuff right here in the corner of their mouth and they preach with a handkerchief and, and you know, spit would fly and sweat would fly and uh, uh, every now and then it was, you know, they was preaching with such fervency that they got into that gear and, and they'd have to go, <laughs> just to... <laughs> Just to get their breath. You know the preachers I'm talking about, and, and I like that gear. It's just been a long time since I've been sitting under a man with that gear. But I, I do, uh, but, you know, once you're, you have to get my ear tuned into that gear again. But uh, that's the kind of preaching that I was raised up under. But, again, not a lot of, not a lot of Monday through Saturday as far as going out, taking it, and, you know, applying it to my life. And I sure could have used that, I think a little bit more in my teenage years, um, you know, after I was saved and things. And, uh, you know, so the practicality of the book. So, so, so many times we as the children of God and in some of these other churches, uh, you know, I know Brother Chris has visited some other churches and, and so on and so forth, and, and I've visited many other churches, and, you know, I know some good ones and I know some not so good ones. and uh, But a lot of... A lot of the churches um, just fail to address the practicality of the book. They, they will say that it's antiquated in a lot of ways. That doesn't apply to me in 2024, you know, and they come up with all these excuses. But why can't we find application to us in 2024 and our daily walks? You know, and, and of course, as we went through the pastoral epistles, when Paul was dealing with, you know, just, the, just, just, this just comes off the top of my head. I'm not like belaboring it again for anything, but just as one of those things, he deals with the practicality of husbands and wives. He deals with the practicality of, of children and, and parents. He deals with the practicality of masters and servants. And, and, and that you could take the New Testament teachings and Paul's epistles to the churches and you can apply it to me and mine and go out with that and make it yours and that's what I'm talking about and so going to the proverbs then that's basically all the proverbs all the proverbs is is just good practical everyday go out and live by the book kind of teaching and preaching that Solomon has given us in the Proverbs, and of course, we know that Solomon prayed for wisdom. We dealt with that a week or so ago, and God gave him wisdom. And because that's all he asked for, God gave him the riches, and God gave him the kingdom. And you know, the half was not told when the queen of Sheba come and see it for herself. 
And, uh, you know, she said, I've heard of the glory of Solomon's kingdom, but the half was not told unto me. I had to come, paraphrasing, come to see it for myself, and the half was not told once I did see it. Of You know, they can just, they just scratch the surface of what glories that the kingdom of Solomon had. And then we've made that application to the kingdom of heaven. We are told about the New Jerusalem, that city that's coming down, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and God allowed um, Paul, I mean, or John to, uh, to pin that. And, uh, of course, Paul, when he's seen things in the third heaven, there was things he couldn't speak about. And, <laughs> uh, and then what, uh, you know, what John was allowed to see there on the Isle of Patmos as he penned the book of Revelation, uh, you know, he put it in terms that we understand here on this earth. Recently, I was, uh, I held a gold coin, a $20 gold piece in my, ha- in my hand. It's been a while since I held gold. It was pretty nice. And, um, you know, and just to know that that's the street that we're going to walk on. You know, you know, it's nice and shiny and heavy and, and we know that it's a value and, you know, you kind of, as you're holding it and you're, you're thinking about the, the, the value of it as a coin, but then you think about the value of it as, as the, the gold and, and so on and so forth. And, uh, and then to know that that's, that's the, as Brother Glenn has pointed out, that's the pavement we're walking on <laughs> when we get there. And, and he describes these things in, in he, describes, he describes that in, in terms that we understand on this earth, but I imagine when we get there, the half will not be told, uh, just to the glories that's going to be there on the other side. So we're looking into chapter 3, and I knew chapter 3 was going to be packed with these practicalities uh, and so on and so forth, and we're going to read down to uh, verse, uh, let's see here, right now, I think I've got it down to verse number 8, yeah, verse number 8, and then we'll just deal with a couple of different sections we are going to go to other places in the Bible uh, to see uh, Scripture bearing reference to Scripture here. My son, forget not my law, but let thy let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes, fear the Lord, and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel, and morrow to thy bones. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I want to thank you and praise you, dear God, that you touched me one day. And I thank you, Lord, for the good songs of the, of the faith, Lord, that we recognize it again, that you bore it all. And as we sang in the, pre, in the prior song, Lord, it's to your glory and to your honor that we give praise for all that you've done for us. And Lord, thank you, Lord, for allowing us to take the little extra time to sing praises unto thee. I pray Thank you, Lord, for thy salvation. I thank you, Lord, for thy word of God and the Lord for moving uh, already, I believe, in the services tonight. Amen. Pray and ask that you will just take the word of God. Help us, Lord, to uh, 
learn thereby and, uh, and just to make it practical in our daily lives and our daily walk. And we ask and pray these things in Christ's name and for his sake. Amen and amen. Again, we pointed out for those that hadn't been here, you know, the last couple of Sunday nights in, in Proverbs chapter 1, these Proverbs of Solomon, uh, the son of David, the king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to re- perceive the words of understanding, to receive instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity, to give subtlety to the simple, and to the young man knowledge and discretion. And uh, that's what these Proverbs are for. And he tells us in verse number 7, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. And oftentimes we see, as we see there in verse number 8 of chapter 1, as we see verse number 1 of chapter 2, and as we see in verse number 1 of chapter 3, Solomon, the writer, starts out with the words, My son. As a father's instruction to his children. And then we can again make application as our heavenly father to his children. Amen. As we read these proverbs and make practical application in our lives. And uh, so uh, we'll just break down some things here. And, uh, you know, we know, we know, we know, and we've preached and we taught. In fact, Brother Glenn, in his testimony just a little while ago, he reiterated that these many other churches, I'll say that loosely, uh, preach and teach, you know, a works salvation. And, and I know when it says keeping the commandments, we're not keeping the law for our salvation. The law was fulfilled to every jot and tittle by the Lord Jesus Christ because mankind couldn't keep the law. We broke it, and if you break one, you break them all. The Bible tells us that. We're guilty of all of it. And so we stand guilty before God. That's been, that's been, that's been rehearsed several times throughout the day today and, and each week. So when he's, but, but the Lord still, in the New Testament, after salvation, you know, has some commandments for us. You know, and we're not to keep them to be saved. We're not to keep them to remain saved. We're to keep them to please to please Him and to glorify Him. Um, and it's been expressed that though we can't do anything to merit our salvation, that after salvation we have a desire to do. In fact, the lady sung it. What page was that, Michaela? You remember? In their song there. Did you notice the typo? <laughs> load, load, I pray. Lord, Lord, I pray for strength today that I may show some soul the way. Here's the expression. So oftentimes... It's not that we serve him to merit salvation, but as a child of God, we, like this songwriter here, it was Elmo Mercer, we have this desire, and it's been expressed in song, and it's expressed in testimony. After all you've done for me, can I give less than all to thee? And that's in our walk, and that's in our... Talk, and that's in our keeping of his commandments. 
We have the desire to do all that we can do and be all that we can be for him. And when that desire wanes, we get into that place where I preached this morning as a church. And then we have to have that revival to bring us back like could be applied to this morning's message. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments for length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. And it, I, I was, it just hit me as I was reading it a moment ago. We are familiar here with a single, uh, this is a commandment with a promise here. Let's see, children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. I mentioned that this morning. Honor thy father, this is what I mentioned, honor thy father. So I misquoted this morning. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. That it may be well with thee and thou mayest live long on the earth. So children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Honor thy father and thy mother which is the first commandment with the promise. What is that promise? He told it in the Old Testament. That it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. So there is a commandment right there. The commandment to keep. And the promise is, if you will honor your father and mother, that you will live long on the earth. But that's basically what he's saying here in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. Not just to the children about honoring their parents, my son, it's to a child, but again, in application, as the Father, Heavenly Father to us, my son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. And then there's a colon there for, what does it do if I do that, Lord? As your son, what does it do that? What does it do for me if I keep your commandments, Father? For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Length of days. We see that there in Ephesians chapter 6. Length of days and long life. Of course, he says in the original promise about that land, you know, that, that they, they would continue to be there as well. And peace shall they add to thee. Peace. Peace. And in the New Testament economy, there's only one place where, or two places, I should say, where it says, keep my commandments. Two places. They're both in the Gospel of John, John chapter 14 and John chapter 15. And I think it's interesting in both places here, Christ being doing the talking there, he, he mentions about um, receiving. So John chapter 14, verse 13 through 18, And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, I will do it, or that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Again, glorification of the Father in the Son, us keeping the commandments. If ye shall ask, or I'm sorry, asking in his name. If ye shall ask in anything, we get the commandments in this next one here. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If ye love me, keep my commandments. It goes back to that love. We're going to get to that in just a minute. If ye love me, because we'll see it again. If ye love me, keep my commandments. Let me read the rest of it here. I'll get too far ahead of myself. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that ye may abide, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. 
But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. What a blessing. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. So if ye love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray. Note that. I mean, even though it's a new sentence, but there is a conjunction with the word and. If ye love me, keep my commandments. And what am I going to do for you? I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that, ye, that, that he may abide with you forever. He tells you who that comforter is, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. I like this part. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Does that not go back to verse number 2 of uh, Proverbs 3, for length of days and long life, here it is, and peace. Peace, and that comforter. We... In, the, in this dispensation, in this economy, have the Spirit of God that dwells in us, a comforter, peace. Uh, I just thinking about peace in a time of trouble, and I was about had that song in my head. But there, you know, when we can lay down our, oftentimes we go home, people go home and. They have troubles and they trials. You lay down, you know, my mind don't run. I'm able to say, I'll pick it up tomorrow. You know, sit it on the nightstand. It'll be there until I wake up. And I go to sleep. You know, oftentimes Lisa's the other way around. She's, uh, she's just dealing with it. And I'm like, how can you go to sleep? Don't you know we... I'm like, I get that. I understand that, but I can't do anything about it right now. Now's the time to go to sleep. <laughs> so it'll be there tomorrow. And I'm able to disconnect. And I know not men and women, I know there's men that can't disconnect either. There was a man that I used to work with in, in Kentucky. And he talked about that and his he had... Real bad hearing. He had hearing aids in both ears, and he had that tinnitus super bad. He was in the Coast Guard, retired Coast Guard, and he was in those engine rooms with extreme noise, and it ruined his ears. But uh, he often talked about his lack of ability to sleep and then just how he couldn't disconnect from things, and I'm like, easy for me. But that he, the end, he wasn't a Christian. I am, and I have the comforter. I have that that. One that's inside me that says, it's okay, son. I'll take care of it. All right, Lord, it's in your hands. <laughs> and so, that keeping of his commandments, long days, long life, and peace shall they add unto thee. Keeping his commandments, I will give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. I will not leave you comfortless. Comfortless, I will come to you. John chapter 15, we see keeping his commandments again. John 15, verse 7. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Again, I still believe those verses. I can't help it. Do I practice it? Might be not as what I want to. I still believe it. I want to practice it more. I want to believe it more. Lord, increase my faith. 
Lord, help thou my unbelief. Herein is my Father glorified. Again, everything goes to the glory of the Father. And if we can keep that at the forefront of our mind, everything to the glory of the Father. Herein is my Father glorified that ye may bear much fruit. They quoted those fruit of the Spirit this morning. So ye shall be, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, there it is again, that theme. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you. So not only peace, but joy. Woo! That my joy may re might remain in you and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment. This is my, I'm going to throw in New Testament, found in the New Testament commandment. He's already said in other New Testament scriptures in the Gospels, about the two, the, two, the two commandments that hang all the law and the prophets, and that's loving the Lord and loving our neighbor, loving our Lord our God, and loving our neighbor as ourself. But there's, here's a new one. He tells us in another place this new commandment. He says, this is my commandment, that ye love one another. We've dealt with that, and that's the brethren, one another, the other safe folks in your life. You love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do. Here it is again, doing. Not to keep it, not to get it, not to keep it. If ye do whatever I command you, whatsoever I command you, ye are my friends. Again, like the songwriter said. Just so that we may serve you better. Because you, what you've done for us, in your love for us, in your life for us, that we may, not to pay him back, but just a desire to do what we can for him because of what he done for us. To glorify him. That's exactly right. He, he, he accepts our glory. He accepts our praise. Like... Brother Tim pointed out, when the captain of the Lord of hosts, are you for us or are you for our enemies? And he says, I'm the captain of the Lord of hosts, the armies of the Lord. And Joshua fell down and worshipped him. And the angels, if it had been an angel instead of a theophanies, the angels would say, no, no, nay, my brother, get up. Like he did with John in, in Revelation. Don't worship me, I'm as one of you. And any time the angels was receiving worship, then they said, they, they said, no, 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 we're not going to accept that. But if it was God, he's going to accept the worship. Amen. Just like the Syrophoenician woman that was spoke of in the devotion this morning. Christ received her worship, even if it was as a dog. In fact, somebody pointed out, preaching pointed out, talking about a good definition of worship, is that old dog that you have, the one that's just aggravating, you done told him to go lay down, you, you just, you know, you're trying, to, you're doing something, he's just right there in the middle of it, and you, you, you tell him to go lay down, he 
he goes away for a little bit and he comes back and he's just in the middle of it and you're trying to, and you maybe hit him a little bit, maybe take a switch or something to him and run him off. But then you, you get to a place where you sit down and he just comes back up to you. He sits down next to your hand and he begins just to lick your hand. Why? He's worshiping you. You're, you're the one that provides for him. You're the one that feeds him. You're the one that cares for him. And even though you don't always treat him like you're supposed to, he still comes back and just licks your hand. You know, to see ourselves, like the devotion said this morning, as that dog and just uh, humbly come to him and just unworthily bow before him and thank him and worship him for all that he's done for us. And so keeping his commandments there, if my son forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. He uses the word heart there, and we see it again here in just a moment. Let thy heart keep my commandments. And of course, we see that in John 14 and John 15. John or Proverbs 3 3, let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Mercy and truth. What are we supposed to do with them? Bind them about thy neck, write them upon the table of thine heart, so thou shalt find so thou so shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of the Lord God, uh, uh, in the sight of God and man, in the sight of God. So good favor, find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. I've got a scripture reference that I wrote next to that in my Bible. I've I've pulled it out, and we'll look at that in just a second, but. The part about binding them about our neck and writing them upon the table of my heart, I couldn't, and I didn't write, I didn't print it out because I figured there was a whole lot there, and I need some ink. I'm having to use red ink because my black's out. Anyway, um, Deuteronomy chapter 6. I've preached out of here, uh, I think here once, maybe somewhere along the way. I know I've preached a couple of times on the title of my message is Don't Forget the Children. Don't forget the children out of Deuteronomy 6. Deuteronomy 6, he tells us here, yeah, verse number 1, now these, now these are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you that ye might do them in the land whither ye go to possess it. That thou mightest fear, again that's a reverential fear, the fear of the Lord thy God, to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command thee, thou and thy son and all thy son's son, and thy son's son all the days of thy life, and that thy days may be prolonged. That's a running theme here. <laughs> In Ephesians 6, honor thy father and thy mother, first commandment with promise. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 2, for the length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. What? Keeping his commandments. And then the same thing here. We see it that, uh, and thy days may be prolonged, keeping his commandments. Again, not to get saved, not to remain saved. Like I pointed out, that pilgrim holiness bunch there that listen to the radio station that come to some of our several of our meetings through the years and we up to salvation I mean we agreed on up to salvation you know no, no works can get you saved 
where we parted ways doctrinally was they maintained that you had to work once you were saved to remain saved instead of eternally being saved. So we sat down, and again, it was not contentious, but we understood where each of us stood, and eventually they parted ways. <laughs> but there's a whole lot of folks that think that way and teach that. But it's just peace, comfort, long days, length of days, and long life. All these things added if we would keep his commandments, if we would follow his precepts and, find, and, 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 and live by his instruction. You could go to Psalm 119 and all through there he uses the so many different uh, uh, words for for God's word and for the word of God. You know, oftentimes I'm not going to read the whole Psalm one, <laughs> the whole Psalm one nineteen, but I'm just going to give you a sampling of these words and then how that we can take these and make application. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and, are, and that seek him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity, they walk in his ways. Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. Oh, oh that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. I will keep thy statutes. O forsake me not utterly. And he, all the way through there, he uses all those various words for his word. Statutes, judgments, commandments, precepts. And if we get a handle on that and make application the same way as my son keep my commandments and then make application to our lives, then we will understand for length of days and long life and peace. They'll add to us. Verse number 3 of Deuteronomy 6. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that, they, and that ye may increase mightily as the Lord God of thy fathers hath promised thee in the land, of, in the land that floweth with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. That's that first great commandment. We learn later, love thy neighbors thyself, and then we've just read love one another. And, this is the hard one, love your enemies. If we... All the law and the commandments hang on love. Laying down our life for the brethren is the expression of the ultimate love. Husbands, love your wives. Even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Again, there is laying down your life the expression of deep love for your spouse. Your wife. Just getting a, getting a hold of this. Truth and making application. Examining our love 
for God the Father, examining our love for our neighbor, examining our love for the brethren, one another, examining our love for our enemy. That's a tough one. I was reading again, I know Lisa in her Sunday school class is going through what we call the Beatitudes, the blessed R's there in the first part of Matthew chapter 5, but I was reading later on in there here the other week, and I don't, I would hope that God would give me the grace that if I was smitten on the cheek to turn the other, to be smitten again, I was taken to law and I was told to give my cloak, to give my coat also. If I'm asked to borrow something and it should never and maybe it should never return, not to lose my salvation over it, <laughs> and that's an expression there, but just to count it as gone and go on with life, God will do the reckoning. That's some tough stuff to live by. But it was the Lord's instruction there in the Sermon on the Mount. Tough stuff to live by. Let not, I'm sorry, back up over here. (laughs) Because I wanted to get to the binding about thy neck and writing them up on the table of my heart. And here it is, we're almost there. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be where? Shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house and when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, when thou risest up. Thou shalt bind, here it is, thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine head, hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes, and thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates, and it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he sware unto the, uh, through thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not, and houses full of all good things which thou fillest not, and wells dig which thou diggest not, and vineyards and olive trees which thou plantest not, when, shalt thou, when thou shalt have eaten and be full, then beware lest thou forget the Lord. There's where we were this morning. Woo, help us now. Be, beware lest thou forget the Lord which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. How shall we not forget? He says, to bind these, keep, to keep the word of God before your family so that we don't forget. He's telling that to children of Israel, but we can make application there. We can make application to bind these truth for sake, and not, let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck and write them upon the table of thine heart. We're talking about hiding the word in our heart that we might not sin against God. Psalm 119. And if we'll do that, Proverbs 3, 4, so thou shalt find good favor and understanding in the sight of God and man. To, to this end, in my reference that I've written in my, in my Bible, Genesis 32, this 
account, I'm careful not to use the word story. Brother Glenn used the word story, which is right. I mean, it's okay to use the word story, but he corrected himself this morning when he said parable. It's not a parable. It's a story. It's an account, a true account in the Word of God. But the account here in Genesis 32, when Jacob wrestled with God... Verse 24, and Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, the man, he touched the hollow of his thigh, talking about Jacob, and the, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let you, thee go, except thou bless me. And he said unto him, what is thy name? I've heard preachers deal with that, that question right there. What is thy name? Jacob had to come. Jacob's name means a surplanter. I've got two son-in-laws named Jacob, bless him. <laughs> a surplanter. You know, somebody just, just devious and conniving and business. And you read Jacob's life. With Laban and a lot of with his his own brother and his dad, but Jacob before he changed, got his name changed. Well, we see right here in a second he had to admit that my name is Jacob. I am a surplanter. In other words, I am a sinner. Make application there. They got a name change right here. And I really, and I've dealt with this and prayed this way oftentimes, and now I can see in Proverbs where I can actually find this for myself by keeping his commandments and writing these things on our heart and, and binding them about our neck. And that name that he deals with there, verse number four, show thou shalt find favor and good understanding in the sight of, of God and man. And and this is why I wrote this particular reference next to that verse in Proverbs because he says, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, no more, is, no more the, the supplanter, but Israel. <laughs> For as a prince... Prince of God, but here's the part that, that, that gets me, and that I've prayed that thou, for as a prince hast thou power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. He changes what, but can I, can I, as a son of God, I'm not doing... Any hurt to the scripture, John chapter 1 says, I am a son of God. If I've believed, I'm an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. But again, oftentimes when I read and I say, look at me, can I, can I find favor with God and with man in my business? And, and I think with application of Proverbs chapter 3 in business, in our lives, our administration, as we go about in, in whatever platform that, that we are in the secular world, if you want to put it that way, 
when people see us following the precepts and when people see us, they'll say, hey, there's a difference with that businessman down there. There's a difference in the way he handles himself. There's a difference. He's not dishonest. He says he's going to be at the job. He's at the job. He says he's going to do a certain work. He does the work. He says it's going to be a certain amount. It's that amount. Instead of the kind of contractors that show up and say, yeah, it's going to be this amount, and then three or four days in the job, oh, we found something new, and that's because you broke it. <laughs> you know, you know those kind of guys. Kind of like the fellow that did our parking lot. He made a name for himself, and it wasn't a good one. But people that just live by the book has a good name. And the Bible tells us that a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches. Preached that at my dad's funeral. One of the things he instilled in me and my siblings and a thing that, you know, that I tried to instill in my children. My dad would take it over the top, but I, his heart was right. But the name of Baal... You know, it was one of those deals that my brother and I, that he just put it in us. Look, don't mess up that last name. It's a good one. And I try to do the same with my children. And if we will take these precepts and apply it to our lives, we have a good name in the community. The people can come to us, the people can trust us, people can just, all these things that will come our way if, just like Israel, he was a prince, but then he had power with God, he could go to God, and like we read there in John 14, and like we read there in John 15, asking anything in his name, he'll do it. Favor with God, to be able to go with, to God the Father and say, Father, I, your son, have a need. And I'm asking, not asking amiss, not asking to consume it on my own lust, but seeking your will in it, like Brother Doug Pitts is seeking God's will for a vehicle, a good dependable vehicle that will bring him to George, from Georgia to Oklahoma and back. And he's actively seeking God in that. I pray God gives him a real good one. That'll just take him a long way. But he has that desire and, and favor with God, favor or power with God and with men, power with men. Are we going to please everybody all the time? No. But at the same time, as you, you know, just like as Calvary been kind of testified, confidence in, in Doug's prayers in the office versus anybody else's prayers in the office. Why? Because how I have conducted myself in the office. So Israel, Jacob became Israel, who had power with God and, and with man. And he prevailed. He prevailed there in that. Of course, he walked a different walk, and Jacob asked him and said, Tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, Wherefore is it that thou ask after my name? And he blessed him there. And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, 
for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. And as he passed over Penuel, the sun rose up on him, and he halted upon his thigh. Therefore the children of Israel eat not of the sign you which shrank, which is upon the hollow of the thigh to this day, because he touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh in the sign you that shrank. Verse 5, trust in the Lord. So he dealt with mercy and truth, let not them forsake, and now he's dealing with trust. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. We've seen in Deuteronomy to love the Lord with all of our heart. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. That's what Brother Pitts is talking about. It was providential that I seen that prayer request this afternoon. Because that's an example that I can use. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. I can go to the car lot and you can say, ooh, look at that one. <laughs> oh, what about this one over here? As they're saying, Lord, which one do you want me to have? And make application in all of our decisions. Moves. Cars. Houses. All kinds of decisions. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways. See that little word there that starts with an A? Has two L's behind it. <laughs> And I know I'm guilty for not always saying all in all thy ways. Acknowledge him. I'm trying. I try. Because I preach it, I try to practice it. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. And when I say I'm praying about it, sometimes people are saying, yeah, right. No, I really am. We ain't got that done yet. I'm still waiting on the Lord to tell me what to do. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Sometimes we, men, me, I'll just say it, me, I get ahead of God. And I make decisions before he gives an answer. I get a little uh, impatient. And then on the other side of it, sometimes I procrastinate. God's done, give me the answer. He's done told me what to do. But procrastination has taken over and I haven't done it yet. So I'm guilty on both sides. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. So acknowledge him in the decisions day by day by day by day by day by day by day that we face. And just make things a prayerful consideration. And there's a man, he's dead now. I didn't know the man. I have heard him preach on the radio. And I heard people that knew him talk about what kind of car was that thing? A Geo Metro. It was one of those disposable cars, kind of like the Pinto. <laughs> Supposed to be, you know, just a Vega. <laughs> For those old people, you know, under Gremlin, uh, 
No, those, you know, you put so many miles on it that it wasn't intended to last any length of time. They were cheap enough that you could buy it and just, you know, when it broke, me to have. And God wants me to have this Geo Metro. He says, I can preach in the worst section of any town in America, and I don't even have to lock my doors because I know a thief is not going to want this car. <laughs> and it just kept going and kept going and kept going and kept going. Why? Because that, he, his heart, and he preached it, that that's what the one he, God wanted him to have. And when God wanted him to have something different, God would tell him. Directing his path. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Again, we want to weigh things out. You know, especially me and me. Well, this one, you know, of course, the quality of things. Don't, you know, don't let men go down and buy the brooms or the mops. I felt I did this. You know, Lisa said, we need a new mop. Okay. You know, I go down to the rule king, <laughs> kind of like your uh, Atwoods or, or whatever around here. I don't go get one that she can handle. I mean, I'm, I get the industrial size, you know, the big one with the big mop heads and the big mop bucket, you know, and she's about this tall going, how in the world am I going to use that? I can't even get my hand around to ring it. So you know what happened. Somebody else could use it that was industrial size. I learned from that one. I get a, a non-industrial size. That way I don't have to mop anymore. I still mop. But that's the way we think. But the last, the handle will be there a long time. We just have to replace the mop heads every now and then. That's my understanding. But if I was not wise in my own eyes, then... I uh, got a better mop. Be not wise in thine own eyes, fear the Lord, and depart from evil. And here again goes back to the health that we read about in verse 2, we read about in Deuteronomy, we read about in Ephesians. And it shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. He restoreth my soul, he leadeth, oh yeah. Going back up to lean on to thy own understanding. As I was thinking about parallel scripture, I couldn't help but to think, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not into thine own understanding, and all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Psalm 23, 3, he restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. See, again, when we allow him to lead, he says, direct thy paths in Proverbs 3, 6. Here he says, leadeth me in the paths. So there is one, one application that we can say. We have his map that we can look into and, and find direction. And then other times when, the word, when he uses the word lead, that means he's out front. And we're just seeking him to follow him. And we just follow in his footsteps. Think about those going through the minefields and the minesweepers. Brother Hall talked about as a soldier being on a transport ship to Germany. He didn't fly to Germany. He, was on a, he got on a boat and got on a ship. He said, I, I was an Army man. I was not a Navy man. <laughs> I got, he was talking about being just sick, sick, sick. 
crossing the Atlantic Ocean. And he said, when they got to the, um, yeah, the strait there, Bar no, not the Bering Strait, the strait there next to England, between England and the mainland, there at France, they stopped. He said, looked at the sailor, so why are we stopping? He said, because there are still mines in through here from World War II. And he said, we're waiting on the pilot. <laughs> and he said, what? He said, he said, we're waiting on a pilot. There's a man that has a map of where the, all those mines are. And he'll be out in a minute, and he's going to get on board this ship, and he's going to guide this ship through that minefield. And Brother Hall, you know, out there on the deck, looking, sure enough, he said he seen this little, like this little tugboat, and he said just disappear behind these waves, and there it would be again. Put, 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 put his way out, and we seen a man get out, and then the ship was underway again. And guided through those minefields there, you know. And that's exactly the way it is. We need to trust in the Lord with all our heart. And, and that was a lot of trust that the whole ship there was putting in one man. He knew the knowledge of where those mines were. We can avoid a lot of mines in our lives. We can avoid a lot of mistakes in our lives. We can avoid a lot of turmoil. It's just fill in the blank in our lives if we will just take the time to trust in him, acknowledge him in all of our ways, let him direct our paths. And let him lead in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. When it's all said and done, we just say, give him the glory. Lord, you done went and did it again. <laughs> you, you, you saved me from so much. In fact, there's so much that we don't see that when we get to heaven and we look back on our lives, we're going to say, oh. I've seen a joke, you know, the, the, um, the poem about the footsteps, footprints in the sand. You know, when you see only one set of footprints, that was when I was carrying you. And then, uh, of course, somebody took that and went on, well, what about those other places where it looks like somebody, that was when I was dragging you, <laughs> kicking and screaming, no, I don't want to go. And that's the way we are sometimes, just so hard-headed. Help us as we, again, take these, when you're reading, when you're listening to the preaching, be it my preaching or other preachers preach, Come with a mindset of, Lord, let me take what I learned today, reading at home, hearing preaching, hearing instruction in the Sunday school. Let me learn and apply that I may follow thy precepts, that I may live that peaceful life, that I may have that long life, that it may be health to my navel. And that's the message tonight. Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you, dear God, for the, your instruction again. And Lord, I pray that as Deuteronomy instructed there in chapter 6, that we will do these things and apply these things to our lives and keep these things ever before us that we might not forget. Like the children of Israel in the example in the Word of God so many times did. They forget, forgot who delivered them from the taskmaster, taskmasters in Egypt. 
they forgot. And Lord, help us not to forget, but Lord, to be careful to love you with all of our heart, to love our neighbor, to love our, each other, Lord, to love our enemies. Give us grace to do that. Help us, Lord, to follow thy precepts and find instruction and direction as you lead us. And we ask and pray these things in Christ's name and for his sake. Amen, amen. All right. We will have a song of invitation, I think. So if Brother Josh, Miss Pam would come. Maybe there's just something to pray about. I don't know. You got ahead of him. You got behind him. You're just seeking direction. Then I'm going to give an opportunity to do that while we have this song.